Getting ready to start off a new series. A new, I'm a excited new about that. Series. What about you? I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Like I enjoyed the solas. And the solas mm-hmm. were a lot of fun. Um, but we said, you know what? Let's try something different. And and that's what we're here for today. And I'm excited about that because today begins our new series. Tell me a story. Um, and everybody likes a good story. Everybody loves a good story. Stories mm-hmm. permeate our culture. They're a movie. People love movies. That's just a big story. TV shows or whatever people watch, it's a story. Um, even sports, to a degree, tells the story of of overcoming challenges or rising to the level of competition. Um, of course, when we were kids, we read stories or had stories read to us. Um, we we love, you know, recently we had a, a church couple, um, two people in our church get engaged. And, of course, people want to know, well, tell, tell me the story of how he proposed. Yes. We, we love, we're in a culture that loves Stories. It's not just a church thing. It's a culture thing. Um, because They're we catching learn. catching on that grandma's stories were always the best ones. Grandma had some great stories. We couldn't identify and relate to them because we were younger and the, the world was different. But it's, it's just fascinating, and we love stories. So we're going to do a series called Tell Me a Story. And, and during this series, and I'm thankful that you're able to be here today because you're going to kind of lead out in that. Uh, but during this series of Tell Me a Story, we're going to be able to get some of our church family. We're going to be listening to our staff. Um, and they're going to be sharing their stories specifically about Jesus. Now, some of their stories um, might be their salvation story, when their life in Christ began. And a lot of times when we think about uh, within the church, like, hey, tell me your story, um, we put it in that context of salvation, and we should always be ready and eager to share the story of when Christ changed our life. But, you know, a testimony is more than just our salvation story. Uh, I know I, you've told so many different stories about Jesus that may or may not have involved your salvation, but uh, just what are some of the stories that you have about Jesus in, in terms of just like tent poles, like your call to ministry was a story. Right. Um, right. I love the story, and it's more fun when you and the Bernies tell it together <laughs> of how God called you to Westmead. That's a story. Um, and I know when you broke your arm, uh, a few years ago, you have evidence of how God used that. Uh, that's a story of of God's evidence right. in your life. So when we talk about stories, I would hope we're always desiring to share the story of when Jesus changed our life. Um, but Jesus didn't change my life just once. He redeemed me and gave that's me right. life. And then what mm-hmm. happened after that is just an, um, one amazing story filled with many stories. So I don't know, you know, as we talk about this Tell Me a Story series, um, as people share their stories of Christ, um, it may be their salvation story. It may be a, a, a monumental experience in their life that um, really drew them close to the heart of God or, or awakened them to the reality of a certain area in their life that hadn't trusted or some. I don't, I don't know. But that's what's so fun about stories. It, it, has, it goes a lot of different ways, but it shows us something really, really cool. And today, you're going to share your story. That's right. Um, so I'm I'm just going to be quiet because I'm excited to hear it. I know your story, but I love hearing you tell it. Oh well, it's exciting to um, 
share about what God is doing in your life and what he has done. And, you know, one thing about God, um, nothing he does is stagnant. It's a continuing relationship. It's a continuing learning. Um, I was privileged to grow up in a Christian home. Next to my salvation, having a Christian mother was one of the greatest gifts I've ever had. And um, my mother lived out her life in front of me and in in our home. So it wasn't just uh, that she took me to church, even though I never, the the pandemic was the longest time I've ever been not in a church building, you know, but church wasn't just about going to church. Church was about living out what God has done in your life. And um, I grew up in a little town, Alva, Oklahoma, and um, was privileged to um, grow up at First Baptist Church there. And um, from, like I said, my whole life, I don't remember. There's very many, very few times that I remember walking into the kitchen that my mother didn't have her Bible laying out and didn't have a notebook laying there or a devotional book laying there. And um, so the first stories that I heard from the Bible were from my mother, whether it was Noah or Moses or uh, Jonah and the whale um, as a child, but then learning about the disciples. Um, My mother uh, had a great relationship with Paul, the disciple. She loved Paul's writings. And so from my earliest memories, that was just part of my life. Um, part of my life of reading the scripture together, part of my life of praying together. Um, And so I count myself very privileged for that. Um, But at at church, I had some awesome Sunday school teachers, and um, probably the one that had the most influence on me um, was a lady that we called Miss Ruby. And um, I had the joy of seeing her husband when I was home just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Miss Ruby uh, hangs out in heaven now. But um, when I was eight years old and in her Sunday school class, one Sunday morning, she had her Bible open and she started reading John three sixteen, mm. And she just um, read that to us. And then she sat there and she talked about what that meant. Um, John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There's a lot in that verse. Yes, there is. But most of all and foremost, it starts with God loves us. And as an eight-year-old child sitting there um, thinking about how much God loved me, and I knew that already, um, and then just... Um, walking through the process of really thinking about, um, and and Miss Ruby asked us that day, have you asked Jesus into your life as your Savior? And my best friend Robin and I talked about that as we walked out of Sunday school that day. Have you done that? No. Have you done that? No. And so over the next few weeks, we talked together, and um, we decided that we wanted to be saved. And people today don't believe this, but I was a super shy child. No, no, nope, yep. nope, not buying it. Did not speak to anybody <laughs> outside my family, hardly ever. And so um, Robin and I made this deal that we were going to 
go together and talk to the preacher. Well, the Sunday that we had made that deal and she didn't show up. So I'm sitting there thinking, wow. And back in, back in that day, back in that time, we were sitting on the very front row of the church. And that was just what the kids did then. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have kids worship. We didn't have, but if we weren't sitting with our parents, we were sitting right on the front row. And so there I was sitting with some of my other friends. But, and so I don't remember what the preacher preached on that Sunday. But when the invitation time came, just an overwhelming feeling of, I need Jesus mm. came over me. And I took that first step and walked over to the preacher, and I said, I want to be saved. Oh, and so uh, we sat down there together, and my mother came and joined us, and um, he just walked me through. And, and we talked about John three sixteen that day, um, walked me through um, praying together and asking Jesus to come into my life and, and be my Savior and Lord. Mm. And it happened that At day. eight years old. At eight years old. I was almost nine. I was actually nine when I was baptized. So, you know, between uh, almost nine years old. But um, I've never doubted that. I've mm. never. But that was the beginning of my journey yes. as a new Christian, as a um, saved person. Uh, my home church was very mission-minded. We had career missionaries. We had um, people that served um, of course, my mother was very involved in church as a Sunday school teacher or um, WMU director back in the day um, and different things. But we did things. Um, you know, we served in our community. And I just learned about how the name of Jesus and learned how the Word of God can change lives. Mm-hmm. And... Um, live that out. Um, when I was a teenager, we I went to Falls Creek to church camp. Falls Creek is the largest youth camp in the world. Thousands, thousands upon thousands of um, students there all during the summer. And it was there that I heard missionaries speak and that I heard um, testimonies of other people's stories of how God had called them to serve him. And I started that process of listening to that mm-hmm. and um, wondering what that looked like. And so um, I surrendered to ministry when I, I was just 14 years old. Mm. And the first thing I thought was I was going to be a foreign missionary in Peru because we had a family in our church that did that. And I thought that was like the coolest thing you could do. Of course, do, you yes. know? Um, But I found out, you know, the Lord takes our passions and our desires, and things that we love, and he uses them all for his glory. And um, I love kids, loved kids, and um, so the Lord used that to call me. Um, I went to Oklahoma Baptist University when I went to college, and it was there that one day a lady came in, and she was the state preschool minister, and I'd never heard of a preschool minister, Hmm. And um, so after class, I went and and talked to her about that and um, thought that was just so neat. And so just it's just neat how God uses other people's stories to intersect with our story to bring us along 
where he wants us to be. So I surrendered to ministry, um, ended up, like I said, going to Oklahoma Baptist University and then went on to Southwestern and got my master's in childhood education. Um, served in two different churches there in the Metroplex area. And then um, the Lord called me here to Westmead and Almost 25 years later, here I am. So we can say, we're fixing to celebrate 25 <laughs> years with you this year. So like I said, you know, God is not stagnant. Right. And, you know, it's just been a joy to minister in so many ways. You know, um, God may call you to um, what you think. Like I said, I thought I'm going to be a foreign missionary in Peru. Well, I, I didn't know that meant I'm going to be a foreign missionary in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that, you know, how does that all work? Um, but most of all, I've learned over the years, you know, God's plan is always perfect. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And our part of that is to say yes. Absolutely. Just be obedient. To be obedient. And do what God calls you to do. And like what you and, said a minute ago, how how God used other people's stories to intersect with yours and you 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 would give testimony before I got you know that God's using your story to intersect with others to show them what he's calling them to do as long right. as they respond in obedience. Right. So it's just neat right. it's 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 kind of like a big ball of yarn that yep. you just can't separate it it's all yep. mingled together and it just it's a reflection of God's story that he's writing on right. in the hearts of humanity. Um I I, I appreciate you sharing that with us cuz like I said I, I know I know the story but it's just so good it's refreshing to be reminded of that and I, like we talked earlier about the uh uh, the obsession our culture has with stories and, and how we enjoy telling our own stories and hearing our stories. The greatest story that we have is God's Word. Right. Um, and, and yes, in God's Word, there are a number of smaller stories. And but I, when I say story, I'm not talking about fiction. Uh, I'm talking right. about accounts, mm-hmm. historical stories, historical tellings of events and, and facts that happen. Um, true stories. True stories. True yes. Stories. And then, of course, you know, you get to the New Testament, like you alluded to, how you love the accounts of the these Old Testament heroes. Um, and and as you were going through it, I was thinking <laughs> of all the Sunday school lessons and the things that my parents taught me. Um, but when you get to the New Testament, the greatest. Um, Kind of the pinnacle of God's word is when we see Jesus Christ revealed, and then, of course, the disciples, and then the aftermath of that. But when we talk about Jesus, uh, and not just the story of Jesus, but when you follow how Jesus lived and how he ministered to others, he taught pretty commonly using stories. Right. And and we talked about that not too long ago in a service where we talked about Jesus used what we call them parables. And a parable is a story that teaches a lesson. Um, I, it it kind of trips me out, and I know you've, you've probably gotten a kick out of this before. A lot of times when people reference parables, and then they start kind of making the people in them like it was a... Ri- but it's just a story. We can't lose sight of that. Um, but that's why it was a story. You know, I'm sure Jesus, in in his wisdom, could have said... Well, there was a guy named uh, Bob, and Bob did this. I mean, he could have told an actual account, but I think he protected right. Bob and everyone else. <laughs> right. He probably in his mind was like, there's one day going to be a guy named Justin, and he gets it all wrong. But let me, you know, he could have come up with a lot of parables, but he used these uh, just kind of generic stories called parables to teach the lesson so that the people could understand the truth he was showing them. Uh, and that's, that's, uh, that's where 
where we're going to be landing in this new series of Tell Me a Story is we're going to hear the story of Christ. We're going to hear the story of God at work in the lives of his people, but we weren't, we're going to connect the dots to God's word by connecting them to a parable that Jesus told. Um, and you had a story, and you, you talked about before we started filming, you have a story about your sister and a very spe- a unique pet. Is that right? Well, a unique... Um my sister and her husband lived out in the country, and um, for a time period, they had sheep. Okay. And we know that, you know, sheep are something that Jesus used in his stories. Often, yes. Often, because Israel is full of sheep, mm-hmm. you know. Now, Oklahoma is not full of sheep. O- Oklahoma is known as cattle country. Right. But... Um, but there are some sheep there. But I hadn't been around sheep very much. And, you know, we've all heard, we've been told over the years, sheep are stupid, sheep are dumb. And I'm thinking, you know, they can't. it can't be that bad. But I'm just telling you, it is. <laughs> it is. My sister and her husband had sheep. And, you know, they had a few acres of land. But um, my sister had, you know, they had a fence around where the house was and the yard because, obviously, they didn't want the sheep eating the whole yard. But they had this gate where they would lead the sheep in at night, you know, into the shed. Well, there was this one sheep that would come along, and every time it would do this, it would not go through the gate. It would go over, and it would stick its head in a hole in the fence. And it would just stand there. Sheep do not back up. Really? So until somebody went over there and pulled that sheep, got it unstuck out of the gate or out of that hole and led it through the gate. That's where it was, Wow! you know? And, you know, sometimes we're kind of like that. We kind of get stuck. And until somebody comes and nudges us along, you know, we got to get stuck where we are. And, you know, I just, I'm thankful that the Lord even does that. Mm. You know, like I said from the beginning, he is not stagnant. When we get stuck in a place, he comes and gets us out of that right. and leads us to where we should be. And he actually taught time. a story using he, that. Yes. And, um, you know, the parables show the character of God. Yes. That's what it's all about. And we're, we learn of, one, we are valuable to God. Mm. You know, the shepherd... This is in this is in out of Matthew 18, the parable of the lost sheep. This is the first parable in this series that kind of just shows us how valuable God thinks we are and how how valuable we are to God. Mm-hmm. But the parable of the lost sheep is Matthew 18, um, starting in verse 10. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. He is the same in the same way. Your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. Mm. You know, if you just logically, you know, like as a businessman, if you were, you know, just looking at this parable and you think, 
Well, what's so important about that one sheep? You've got 99 others. Right. You know, why would you spend time, you know, would it cost you more in time and effort to go looking for this sheep than to take care of the other 99? Right. You know, and so, but you have to look at the value that the Lord puts on. Mm. You know, the value that the Lord, yes, sheep are valuable to the shepherd. Yes. The shepherd's job is to make sure they all come home. Mm-hmm. Whether there's one stuck in the fence, whether it's wandered off, he's going to go after it because it's valuable to him. Right. That's the shepherd's job. That's their responsibility is to make sure the sheep are all together, mm. are found. Mm-hmm. And you think about that, you know, that's something as Jesus could tell that story, there were probably people that owned sheep, but they knew about sheep. Right. You know, Jesus used stories. You know, somebody could tell me a story about math, but it's not going to mean anything to me because I am terrible in math. <laughs> I could not figure out, you know, when you had these story problems in math, that was a nightmare to me. Right. Because I just couldn't figure it out. But the same person yeah. could tell you a story about Dr. Pepper. Now, yeah, I'd be all about that. Now you're interested. I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Jesus used these stories and told stories that he knew people could relate to. Yes. He knew that these people knew that sheep were valuable. Right. And so he used that story to show people Mm-hmm. You are valuable to God. Mm-hmm. God is going to look for you. God is going to go after you because you are worth it to That's Him. Right. That's right. And so how awesome is, you know, as we look at this parable and we learn from it, and that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to listen and learn and then apply it to our life of what are we supposed to be doing with this, right. you know, of... And, you know, when you take on the name of Jesus, when you're a Christian, you are responsible to look after sheep, to look after one another. You know, we're accountable to each other. That's right. Um, But also to look for the lost out there. Hmm. You know, in Luke, it says, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Mm -hmm. And that's our mission. That's that continuing mission of seeking and saving the lost. That's what we're supposed to be doing, too. Right. And we all know those people. We all have those people around us. Or we see somebody maybe stuck in a situation that they need help getting out of. Because just like that sheep, they don't know how to get themselves out of that. Right. You know, and especially during this time. I mean, you just think of all the struggles that people are going through right now. We need to be telling our stories. Yes. But most of all, we need to be telling God's story. That's right. That's right. So people can see that there's a way out. Mm -hmm. There's a way to be brought home. There's a way out of your struggle when Mm -hmm. you're struggling. And so for us to be seeking the those situations and be after that there is power in our stories 
Yes. And, and Jesus knew so. there was power in connecting because stories connect with people. And, and you're absolutely right. We need to be excited to share our story of Christ, but we need to use that as an open door to share the story of Jesus right. with those who are lost and those who are stuck and those who are discouraged and those who are wondering. Um, so um, thank you for sharing your story and, and, and thank you for walking us through God's word and seeing uh, something that Jesus was teaching. So I'm looking forward to the series. Right. Uh, and I seeing, can't wait to hear a lot of other people's stories. Absolutely. I'm excited to see who's going to be willing to tell their story next. So Julie, thank you for your time. Uh, and uh, I'm thankful for those who chose to be part of it. Let me pray for us and then we'll wrap it up. So God, we thank you so much for your love for us uh, and God, how you um, spanned space and time to share your story of love um, with us, those who did not know uh, anything else. Uh, so, Father, thank you for, as Julie just pointed out, uh, chasing after us when we were lost, when we were wondering, God, for rescuing us when we were stuck. Uh, and, Father God, for those who are listening, those who are joining with us, God, who are believers in Christ, may they be eager to share the story of Jesus. And those who may be struggling, those who may be discouraged, God, may we look to you. May we re- be reminded of this important word that Jesus shared with us, that we are valuable in how you love us and pursue us. Thank you, God, for this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Julie, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks again for joining us on the Westmead Podcast. To learn more information about Westmead Baptist Church, go to westmeadbaptist.org.